The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, where Paul was inspired to write, Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. My dear friends in Christ, in Paul's day, Thessalonica was a bustling city of, oh, maybe around 200,000 people or about the size of the metropolitan Lansing area because Thessalonica had an excellent harbor and because Thessalonica was on a major east-west road, Roman road, because of that it was, an, it was a major business area, a major trading center, and because of the business opportunities that were there, that probably is what appealed to the Jewish people that ended up settling there. To a lot of people that settled there. Paul came to Thessalonica during his second missionary journey, but he only spent a brief time there. He went to the Sabbath, the synagogue there on three successive Sabbaths, as the book of Acts tells us, explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. His preaching did have some success, but because of Jewish opposition, Paul was forced to leave Thessalonica after those three weeks because of Jewish opposition. He was forced to leave under the cover of darkness for fear of his life. Humanly speaking, when you get right down to it, we can see no reason why the small nucleus of Thessalonian believers, why it would remain faithful to the message that Paul had proclaimed to them. The Gentiles who made up most of the city would have been gross idolaters. The Jews who were there largely wanted nothing to do with Paul's Messiah and actively opposed Paul and not only did it with their words, they, they wanted to get him out of the town. Paul had already been rejected by so many people who would really want to remain faithful to a crucified Jesus who was proclaimed by someone like the Apostle Paul. But God's power to save is greater than the power of Satan, sin, and, the, and death. God's power is stronger. 
after leaving Thessalonica, what Paul did is Paul sent Timothy back to, to Thessalonica. He sent the, Timothy there to, it says, strengthen and encourage them. And, well, Timothy went there, he strengthened, he encouraged them, and when he returned to Paul with a report, he had some good news. And the good news, well, Paul was saying, oh, well, is he going to go back and find the nothing? Well, what Timothy found was a group that not only remained faithful to what Paul had proclaimed to them, faithful to the Lord, but he also found a center of mission activity. Their faithfulness had become known throughout the region and they had become a model to other people. And this church, it ended up being, being a living proof of the power of God's word and the grace of the Holy Spirit. So Paul writes this letter then to the Thessalonians to encourage them to remain faithful followers in the Savior. And, and in our reading, we see a pastor's prayer of thanksgiving for his people. That's what we see here. According to ancient custom, the author of a letter identified himself at the beginning of the letter, and that's why it starts out saying, Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Paul was the primary author. Silas and Timothy were also involved as co-authors with the letter. The letter begins, Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. The majority of the Jews who would have been at Thessalonica, they would not believe Paul's message. And most of the Gentiles living in the area with their, were involved with idol worship. So the group that Paul was writing here, the recipients of this letter, were a real church, real believers, people who knew the grace and love of God. The Greek word that's used there for church, it denotes those who were called out of the unbelieving world and into God's believing family. The Gentile members of this church they used to worship the imaginary gods from on Mount Olympus. Those gods had to be feared because of their constantly changing whims. But now those Gentiles, former idol worshipers, they had tasted the unchanging love of God. By faith, they had become children of God and heirs of heaven. Paul's greeting is a prayer that God would give them his grace and peace. All that the Christians are and all that they have, it's due to God's grace, God's undeserved love. When sins are forgiven, peace with God, that is the result. Well, Paul says here, we always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. In the final verses of his letter, Paul urged the Christians there to pray continually and to give thanks in all circumstances. Those prayers were a constant ongoing activity for Paul. And 
Well, when you think about it, pastors today need to have that same kind of an ongoing, constant activity, keeping their flocks in their prayer, thanking God for those who remain faithful, praying for those who are weak. And likewise, what you also need to do is you also need to keep your pastor in your prayers. And all of us need to keep on faithfully praying for one another. Paul said, for we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Here's the key note in this section, really. Paul's thanking God for God's gracious election of those Christians for eternal life. They were chosen by God. By God, before the creation of the world, they were chosen to be God's own in this life and for eternal life. God's election, that's something so wonderful. It means God loves you. He loved you before you were born and he continues to love you now and he promises to keep you in his love forever. That's what God's election means. The Thessalonians, they had to be thankful that God had chosen them. You also have to thank God for choosing you because he chose you. That's why you're a believing child of God and an heir of heaven. It's all because of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for choosing us to be your believing children and heirs of eternal life in heaven because of all you do for us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always, amen.